Sean Burke and Christian Senrud. All right, take two. We're back, kind of. <laughs> and we're back. Just stumble, stumble starts as always. That's yep. kind of our goal. Maybe take a hint. Maybe, <laughs> is this for us? We can't get any momentum. We have a very base layer subscribers and listenership. Yeah. I have dogs in the background chomping and weaving. New spot. You know, we're going to work through these these hiccups. Yep. Uh, getting adjusted to to your new spot, so yep. that's only, to be expected. Only put up, only put Sean through about forty five minutes of looking for all of you the pieces of the recording equipment. I mean, that's part of the process. Is you get down here a little early, and uh, you just figure that you're gonna have some time with the dogs to wa- wander around while we try to find stuff, find stuff, and just kind of brainstorm of our content for this this episode. Yeah, but we I put mean, a solid fifteen minutes into re- prep for these, so. Yeah, that's what that's I bet you would never be able to tell. Yeah, we well, you know, now with the boogie monster retiring, there's a big gap to fill, so we can just yeah. swoop in on their le- listenership and uh, really, really capitalize on. Uh, I feel like that's a a way I know that I'm getting old is that all my favorite podcasts are giving that well so long and farewell title of the the podcast, and I was like, oh, this is ending. That's what happens to these good things. Uh, don't leave. It's hard to adjust. I, I don't talk to many people in the week. This well, is I like know. my conversation. Yeah. This is the most human contact I get. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye forever. Well, you know, so, sorry to see you go, but now now's our time, Sean. Yeah. Like, uh, we're we're ready for the close up. Yep. It's been it's been a few it's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, let yep. it, let it lapse a little bit, and you know, you blink, and the next thing you know, it's like holy shit. It's a uh, it's been six months or <laughs> yeah i mean you know there's a lot going on in the world a lot of things to, to sort through so yeah i moved a uh, new apartment um working like eight jobs right now so that's it's just trying to stay afloat in this. that that new world uh kind of pay plan where you have to have <laughs> 17 jobs just to live yeah i was i'm trying to i don't know i like was thinking about this where people are like my dad worked uh three jobs to make you know to support our family i'm like only three that's crazy i have seven <laughs> yeah. for just myself and what'd you I'm, do on the weekends i'm like what did he do with all that time off this is yeah. crazy <laughs> it's like i'm even more impressed with like people that only had one job i'm like you had one one yeah you could buy a house with one job back when you could do that <laughs> have just one job yeah i mean that that is p- the pipe dream here of me working so much as I, I am trying to save up for a down payment on something and all we'll see but yeah. you know in this economy you never know yeah i'm looking forward to moving to a new apartment so i can't wait to be the 60 year old guy who's uh just down the hall from a 22 year old <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean it's six thirty. go to bed <laughs> guys you've had enough fun it's four forty-five. yeah we just had dinner <laughs> but, but yeah Sean, you're uh, you're crossing picket lines, going to work. Yeah, the the writer strike. Uh, fully support it, cause uh, wow, that's. <laughs> hey, how about we uh, take the people that come up with the ideas and cut them out of the equation? <laughs> uh, but yeah, working on the lot, you have to uh, cross the picket line, and it's one of those things where you're just like, I, I want to support you, but there's no plausible way that I don't look sarcastic. Oh yeah trying to support them as I'm going into the business. Yeah, good work, guys. Also, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I could honk and I could thumbs up, but I'm like, oh, yeah, good job. <laughs> way to make me two I, minutes late. Yeah, I felt the same way because I was working on a, a, a production job. It was a live event for Louis Vuitton, and uh, we, were, we drove a production van past f- several of the lots, and everybody's outside, and we're just, like, honking support, but we're also like, Live event, 
No writing. <laughs> no writing. <laughs> class war. Class war. We stand in solidarity, brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah. I was like in a turn lane for like 25, 30 minutes just being like, no, I get it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah. Nope. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, either expect all your TV shows to be really poorly written uh, from now on or. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe the I, oligarch state that we're turning into doesn't care about premium television. <laughs> How will you subdue the masses if they don't yeah. have premium content? But uh, what, I just don't understand because, like, somebody described. You probably have better intel on this because it's like you're you're in the mix and you probably work with these people. But like, the way that I've heard it described is like AI is seemingly the biggest hang up with the contract negotiations, right? Yeah, I've heard it's that and streaming residuals. Because, like, um, I've also heard a couple different things, and I'm not, like, that closely related to production, so I have really no other knowledge, just that I pass them on my way into work. But um, from what I've heard, like, the whole kind of streaming numbers report stuff has always been sketchy when Netflix is like, hey, 900 billion people watched the show this weekend. Like, what's your metric for that? Well, they clicked on it for one maybe two seconds that that counts as a full stream yeah um, they slept through three seasons of dawson's yeah, creek so. that counts um <laughs> so they're using that to kind of like they kind of hide their numbers and like the like there's no residuals on that because uh from what i understand is like the majority of residuals for were like on network tv instead of streaming so they kind of get cut out of basically where all the work is yeah. and where it's going to be. But I've also heard the whole um, process of kind of learning the ropes as like a showrunner. Like I read, listened to this podcast with Michael Sherb talking about how he learned on the office and like it was him, BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling were like three writers that um, Greg Daniels kind of took under his wing and kind of showed them the business and kind of showed them how to do things which is crazy because all those people make a lot of television now and they're like kind of big names in the writing world. So kind of, kind of, uh, you kind of need those people to kind of show you that thing and kind of have you on set to type detail that whole thing where nowadays, I guess that's, uh, they're cutting down on that where like writers don't even go to set and there's like mini rooms where it's like you take an idea and have two people work on it instead of like six. So, um, from the the people actually making content, like it seems like they're just stifling it to death and basically just being like, "Hey, I need you." To, they're basically turning it into Fiverr, where they're, "I'll give you five bucks to write these two episodes of whatever mm-hmm. um, that we will then put on these different platforms that you see nothing for." Yeah, and streaming has always been, or you know, not always, but since it came out, it seems to be the the way that you're getting fucked the hardest. Like musicians are always talking about that, and like a, a you know a year or two ago, a bunch of comedians had all their material pulled off of Spotify because yeah. they're like, "You're not paying me anything for this. Like, why would I? Like, what's my incentive?" It's like, yeah, maybe people find out about me, but like, I don't know that. Com like at least. Like, m- musicians, maybe. Like, they'll find... I'll find out new bands by putting on Spotify radio for whatever yeah. song I like. But, like, I, I'm i a nerd, so I do that with comedy. But I don't know that, like, nor, like an average person or, like, a, a surface layer enjoyer of comedy is going to do that. So it's, like, what's the benefit of hosting it there when you... I mean, it's some money, but it's, like, kind of an insulting... It's, like, an insulting tip where it's yeah. just, like... You could have just not paid me. Like that's what I see. Like a lot of people were sharing their like residual checks of like, "Hey, I wrote four episodes of this wildly successful television show, and here's my royalty check." And it's like two cents. <laughs> She's like, "This comes every two weeks." It's like, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I follow Michael Jamin. He like wrote for King of the Hill and a bunch of shows, but he he'll he did that before too. But he also worked for, worked for network shows, so it's his, yeah. Like he was he did like a whole month's breakdown of residual tr- ch- checks, which is sort of like tacky, but it's also I mean it's interesting and it's like we all it's I don't know who made talking about money tacky. 
I it's think the people that make the most yeah, money. Exactly. <laughs> it's so your it, boss. Yeah, they're just like, no, we don't talk about. We you we shouldn't you shouldn't know what your your coworker yeah. makes. And it's like I want to know because I see how hard they're working and I see how hard I'm working. And if I'm making less than them, I'm gonna burn this place down. I mean, that's pretty much in completely step lock with uh, how the entertainment industry works. Is like, I heard how the Oscars were started. Did you ever hear? No. Um, apparently. Back when the studios ran everything, it was like, hey, we control these five actors or actresses. They're under our thing. They'll never be in another movie. And they started talking uh, as they were getting bigger and bigger. They're like, hey, I want to, uh, I kind of want to work on different projects and work with different people. And so they started talking about like unionizing and stuff like that with each other and kind of like start their own kind of production companies instead of the studio system. So the studio heads were like, hey, how about we create these things where uh, these completely arbitrary awards that mean nothing and make them fight over it. So they'll fight each other instead of us. So they'll stay in con- we'll stay in control of them. Um, something I overheard on a podcast, I didn't really dive into the research as is kind of on par with our podcast here, but... Um, we do our own research, which is none. Yeah. <laughs> it's like straight up puppet master shit where it's like, meh. Well, I'll have you look over here instead of worrying about how much you're getting paid or working conditions. Yeah, like once you start talking to the person across the cubicle and then you're both like, all right, this is fucked up. Like, yeah. Especially once you see the amount of zeros behind somebody else's salary who's like, I don't even like, I don't understand the value of S- or CEOs. I don't get like, they're just like the the fucking warlord captains at the head of the ship that just get yeah. to say and do whatever and they're like, probably the most removed from all the things that are making the most impact culturally or, or money or both. But yeah. And it's like one of those things where like, Oh, you, you take me out of this. You, you just wait and see what happens, but don't wait and see what happens. You can't take me out of this. Yeah. Like, or it's like that power vacuum fear where it's like, well, he's bad, but what would, what if it's worse? Whatever's next. So, yeah. And that's like, I've been watching, a lot of succession so that's my that's painting a lot of my view of <laughs> yeah. the corporate world which you know, which i think is a doc- it's a documentary so yeah it makes total sense but uh yeah and it's all like market value and share like all that talk where it's like we can't do this to scare the uh the markets because if the markets go down the board will want to do this and like is that a way to fucking operate a company i mean i guess it is because that's the way every yeah. company's operated but it is bizarre because like the S- the CEOs are beholden to the shareholders and essentially we're the shareholders. Like if if you own stock in the company then like you are the people that are supposedly they're doing this for. So it's like Yeah. So like But there's also the board, which is like yeah. basically his and, like, final say. Also it's it's saying that we control the company when it's like, Well, I own own eighteen shares of a billion dollar company. Yeah. So it's like, Yeah, you have a vote, but you have a yeah. vote the way you have a vote in you America. You have a vote, and then we go have the real vote. Yeah. So anyway, keep keep them fighting amongst themselves, and then we, the board and everybody can just circle jerk off in a fucking dark, dimly yeah, at Bohemian Grove, and <laughs> they're uh, on they're a private island, island in the Caribbean that yeah. has. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's on par with our uh, kind of. Uh, revolutionist ideas on this podcast. I'm getting, I'm getting pretty fucking activated. Yeah. <laughs> the more jobs I have, the more I'm like, guys, we Listen. don't have to do this. Guns are cheap. Bullets, so cheap. We can. Let's take this back. All right. Burn I'm, it down. I'm not saying that right now, but like, I, oh, I, I mean, I think it. we've spoken on this before, and I'm just want to revisit it. I'm just, yeah. We get a couple political heads, some just CEOs, join the newsletter, and we'll just, figure it out. We have a nice block party and barbecue some billionaires, yeah. And just, just to put a little fear back into the people that are fucking us the hardest. So, yeah. I don't know. Just an idea. Well, that's like the also. I'm just I'm just really interested in eating a person, so I'm just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to find a I'm roundabout trying to find way a way to work that into just everything. To like have a valid. W- I'm like, guys, don't God, we could eat them, right? Yeah, we could just this traffic looks pretty bad. Uh, we should probably eat Dave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we worked up in Tahoe Lake, and we were we passed Donner Lake on the way up there. Oh yeah, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> that's uh, 
Oh, what? Why does that sound familiar? Oh, there's people that ate each other. Yeah, that's a wild story. You just wake up and you're just socked in by snow and you're like, oh, we're fucked. Like, yeah. Because no, there was no weather report. There was no. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's also a little. Hey, maybe you should have done done your research before you came out. <laughs> I mean, they they were told like if yeah, you leave true. past this date, it's gonna be a bad idea. And yeah. then next thing they know, they're eating their friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but hey, small sacrifice, you know, for to be remembered like that. For the Donner name lives on. That's true. For like, listen, we've all had bad days. <laughs> My bad day lives in infamy. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's cities there's lakes named after it so <laughs> yeah i mean that's cultural impact that is yeah especially if that had to happen way more often than just that situation Dude. maybe they were just like that's the sensationalized version of like eh, these dumb white people did it yeah that's... some other people were probably just real quiet about it they're like yeah, yeah we got socked in and yeah, it was crazy, man. We we, just, we did it. I don't know how we survived. Uh, yeah. R.A.P. Carol, though. There's a bunch of squirrels and stuff. Yeah, know. Bear got a hold of Carol's body. It was <laughs> yeah. And we just kind of picked at it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so your job's super secure. That feels good. Always feels good to like, I don't go. think any job's secure na- anymore. That's what I'm saying. It like, feels like every job has got like these huge flaws in it where it, like, uh, this industry's going to collapse, so... Yeah. Like, like at inflation and all that, and then like the crypto world, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't. Like nothing is like you get five years maybe at any company nowadays, and like, or I don't. You either go into a trade, then you're like, people got a shit. I'm gonna be a plumber. Yeah, like we're always gonna need plumbers. We're always gonna need electricians, which is sort of like the poetic justice, I guess, of like. Anybody who went to trade school in high school instead of high school or to college because they like yeah. got looked down on. Who have been making money since they were 18 years old. Yeah, and probably own <laughs> their own companies and have hired their friends who like went to college and then gave up. And then they're like, I think I'll be an electrician. I'm like, I, w- I think about becoming an electrician all the time. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm stupid and forget <laughs> very basic things. And like, if I'm like, was it the blue wire or the green wire? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe not this one. Maybe <laughs> just dumb, dumb production work is perfect for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, carry that table over there. Got it. Yeah. Nailed it. Just grunt work. Just move yeah. this from here. I Yeah. I mean, but there is something to be said about that. Like, cause I feel days of like being in a creative industry where like you're so brain dead, like, the shit I watch on television after work is nonsense. <laughs> it's like, here's somebody building a pool in their backyard. Like, I just need something dumb, and I can just zone out and look, look at the pretty at pictures. Go. They like, own property? Shit. They have a pool? Look at these people. Oh, what were you? Oh, you're millionaires. Cool. Yeah. I, f- I mean, I feel you. Especially if with, like, a commute on top of, like, you go in, you work, and then you have a commute on each end of it, and you're just like, by the time you get home, you're just fucking... What you got? You got yeah. It's like not a lot of spark up in that brain. And my job is not tax. Like it's compared to what other people have to do on top of that. Like I always feel like such a piece of shit. Like, man, today was rough. I sat at a desk all day and made stuff. Uh, hey, man, work comes in all forms. And just because yours doesn't have you doing backbreaking labor in the sun doesn't mean it's not hard work. And it yeah. doesn't have value, Sean. You That's, have value. Yes. And there's a reason why you went because you're you chose a smart path. You you don't want to be out fucking yeah. tarring roofs in the. I thought, hey, uh, I'm 19 years old. Let's let's sign a letter to give this organization a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, for a piece of paper in three years. It'll pay for itself. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe me and my graduating class are the only people getting graphic design degrees in all of America right now. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and say liberal arts degrees don't bother. Like, <laughs> yeah. just read a bunch of books. Just, just fuck. spend seven hours on YouTube. You'll figure it out. Yeah, just just start a blog. Write a lot. Yeah. Get, read, listen to philosophy podcasts. You don't need to spend that money. Like, what's the what's the degree? How yeah. many people with liberal arts degrees are working in their field? And follow up question: How many of them are working in that field and making enough money to live? Yeah. 
You're not just spitefully holding on to that job to be like, well, I also have four well, other ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, copywriter. Yeah. Here we go. But I think of that sometimes. Like, I had one business writing class in college, and I just – I tried to have fun with it. I wasn't trying to be, like, an asshole, but, like, looking back, I'm like, I was an asshole. Like, I just made a joke of it. Like, we always had to do these, like, prompts or whatever, and I would just make up companies that I owned and, like, wrote these grandiose, like, copywriting things. Yeah. And, like, I thought it was funny, and I thought maybe the teacher would – agree and she did not she hated me at my guts because she i just wasn't taking it seriously and now the irony is i do copywriting and i'm like man i wonder if i would have just taken that a little more seriously it's also yeah. the, my best paying job i've ever had is doing yeah. freelance copywriting so it's like but it's also like you have to look at it in the context of that class of like i had teachers who basically did the same thing where i'm like Oh, I'm just going to try to push this further than it should be because this is a boring assignment. There's no real <laughs> stakes to this at all. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's that's the writer's strike and corporate world. Yeah. How's how's that? Is that affecting like any of your like because I was thinking about it in your kind of line of work where like do the people that like the grit people and kind of those type of people on bigger kind of scripted shows then move down to your level and bump you out? Um, yes. So like even two or three months ago before the strike hap actually happened, um, like we were getting people from other departments coming. They were like hopping onto photo shoots because like the one guy I was working with, he's in props. So like, uh, and we were doing a set design job for like a photo shoot and he was like, yeah, I'm getting in early and getting like in the mix with these producers and whoever, because the last time this happened i was out of month out of work for 18 months and i can't be yeah so i i don't i don't know the like the legalities of it i don't know if unions are okay with it i would assume it's fine because it's not they're different industries and you're not going like it's not like scab labor where it's like there are no writers on this this is just photo shoots yeah. for like advertising and marketing and whatever else so like i assume it's fine but like We've gotten a little spillover, but, like, not much. But, like, also, like, we just don't... Most of our... The stuff I've been working on are kind of, like, in-house productions. So everybody's kind of already got their own team. Yeah. Like, every now and then they have to hire, like, a grip team if it's if it's something that involves, like, a lot of rigging. So, like, the, the one... We had, like, a whole team of union grips on one... Sh uh, shoot because it was like we were on a rooftop in LA and we built a stage and like there was a backdrop on top of this wind tunnel on top in fucking downtown LA Jesus. so they were just like they had to have like they couldn't have PAs that don't know what the yeah. fuck they're doing yeah just that looks like, secure it's fine <laughs> that that speed rail is cool and I like, double knotted it not a big deal yeah and the one the key grip he was he was getting a little anal because he's like if the wind picks up you, like I need you to help drop this immediately yeah and I was like, yeah. And, he, and he's like, apologized later. He's like, hey, I'm not trying to be a, a bad at, like, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but like, I've been on shoots where people aren't listening to me and this goes over and it fucks up cars. It could kill people. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not fucking around here. Like, yeah. Also, hire me because your day rate is $650. Damn. Yeah. In certain situations, you need the adult in the room to be like, hey. <laughs> Stop fucking around. This, oh, yeah. There's consequences to this. Well, like, working all these jobs lately is, like, I... And I'm not... Gr I'm good at some of my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not great at certain parts of some jobs. But, like, being around so many different people, I, like, have forgotten how completely bad people are at their jobs. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. This, like, I do this sometimes. You do this full-time, and you... It's like the first time you've ever done this. Every time we do this. It's, yeah. I don't understand this. But like, and then like doing the, I, I started uh, being a door guy at a bar and we have gotten no training. There's no, <laughs> there was no, yeah. like we're kind of given a fair amount of power and like they didn't do any background check really. They didn't no. you know, and like the, our turnover has been so fucking crazy. So like, there's like a whole new, I've only been there since St. Patrick's day. And we, like, it's, there's only like three of us that have been there since I started. Like, yeah. So like, but point being like last night, a fight broke out 
and one of the new guys was kind of in the mix more than anybody else and you could see him like panicking here we go yeah because like here's my roadhouse moment yeah like the guy <laughs> no the guy that got so like a fight broke out uh, on one at one side of the bar and it was bad like the guy came out and his eye like looked caved in like it was it was the like mma shit yeah and uh like so his friends were yelling at the that that door guy about it like we're ca- we're calling the cops we're pressing charges immediately and wh- you need to find that guy he's still in there the guy that did this is still in that bar and like the the doorman was just literally like i'm just supposed to be checking ids right now yeah like, i and I, was, <laughs> and I like i had come in from the other bar just as backup and i was just like this isn't really fair to <laughs> yeah <laughs> to right, anybody you, involved you have to give here. a statement to the police uh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not coming in tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> I had friends that uh, did that in college where like, hey, man, I can't. Uh, I'm going to this concert on Saturday. Do you want to watch the door at this bar? Like, doesn't even work there. Never even was a bar t- or a door guy at all at a bar. Sure. Yeah, I'll go hang out. I'm going to be at the bar anyway. Like, it's yeah. like, this doesn't seem legit at all. But work the night, got us pay, and yeah, no problems. And like. That's sort of how I got the job because like, my buddy was the manager and now he's out. <laughs> like, and uh, he was like, yeah, we just need some extra hands for St. Patrick's Day. And I was like, I, all right, I'll hang out. Like, I've I'll, got two hands. Yeah. And like, you know, and then he's like, well, so do you want to you want some more shifts? I'm like, OK, like, <laughs> do I work here now? I guess so. And like, uh, thankfully, I'm going to fucking jinx myself. I know, but I've like only had to like. I had to pull out one guy out of the bar f- for fighting, but like, and you could tell he was pissed after the fact because he's like, he's he he's a regular and he came in the next day. He's like, wait a minute, are you the one that pulled me out last night? And I was like, yeah. He's like, he could tell he was pissed off there wasn't somebody big. Yeah, because <laughs> I just like I wasn't vi- like I just I literally just got him into a hold and put like walked him out. Yeah, and just. I you know I was lucky because it worked out, but because like you know somebody's buddy fucking throws a punch at the back of your head it can escalate very quickly especially if you don't have like backup and you're just doing that in in a crowd of people you don't know who like also we don't have the most distinct uniforms so it's basically just us in the bar t-shirts and if somebody's just like who the fuck is this and we're like strangers kidnapping my friends it's like all right he does have like the the security surveillance in his ear so maybe it's okay but also like yeah maybe uniforms are a good idea (laughs) yeah just a giant light up vest that says uh i'm the dude yeah i'm that dude but yeah it's been interesting uh like having like the insides uh experience at a bar finally because like i initially i thought like i i'm like all right maybe i work at night as a door guy and i could become a barback and barbacks get tipped out and you know i can make some decent money and get closer to bartending because i've also started bartending events Cause, oh shit! Yeah, so, so that's been fun too. It's just working these horrible, horrible outdoor country concerts. You're just straight up party down catering. I I'm just I am the gig economy. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> just picking up, just like a fucking hermit crab, just picking up all these pieces to build my home. It's gonna make a very interesting book whenever you write that someday. So it's just research until that. Yeah, I mean it could I all these jobs i'm like this could be a show this could be a show yeah this could be a movie but um yeah man like the i forget i'm get, getting kind of side uh tracked but um yeah the, the bar stuff like it's in costa mesa or newport or whatever fucking gray orange county area of the town that is but like working the back door and just the that's the the policy at the bar is whatever you do off property is your business but just watching the regulars go out to their car to very clearly do coke (laughs) (laughs) buy coke sell coke yeah and i'm just like i mean at least you're doing it not in here and you're not fucking us up because like if if somebody overdoses we're liable yeah so like i don't know hey good go do it in your car thanks awesome but like (laughs) Like my first night, I found a bag of coke. That like couple like a week ago, I found a vial. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, dude, it's nuts. And like you could tell, 
Like, it's also interesting just to be sober at a bar for six hours. That was, like, the biggest kind of thing seeing my friends work at bars was, like, oh, it's the bar. Everybody, like, all of our friends are there, and, like, you're just working there, so it's, like, this thing. And then I kind of find out it's it seems terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. being sober and responsible at a bar, like, where you have shit to do and kind of, like, things to do. You can't just shoot the shit and, like, kind of hang out and stuff, but... Uh, it seemed awful and not the experience that I thought it would be. Um, yeah, you're babysitting. Like yeah. you're literally just cleaning up people's tables and making sure they don't fucking kill each other. So it's just like, it is a little, I mean, it, it's, I just like it as a sociolo like a sociological, sociological thing where I'm just like watching people get more and more wasted and just seeing like, you know, just, and like, you know, it's, a, it's an age discrepancy too, because it's like, there's a lot of like younger attractive people. And it's just like, wow, that girl made out with four guys tonight Yeah, <laughs> in like wow. a small space. And yeah. I think two of them are in the same party and, <laughs> you know, and also just like, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't mind being at a bar where like very attractive women come in very regularly. Yeah. And that's... like every now and then you get a little ego boost. You're like, Ooh, like when, beautiful fucking latina girl was like do you want to dance I'm like so bad so bad would i like <laughs> i've to. been waiting for years I, for you to ask me that but currently i can't uh can i give you my business card i don't have a business card i'll just be quiet and walk away yeah <laughs> so but yeah i, I am i am rolling the dice because i did have um like an old door guy came in to like reminisce like you could tell it was like it was like it was where'd like, you serve kinda it was like uh it was sort of like that it was just like the the old vet comes in to share his war stories kind of thing where he's just sitting it's like very cinematic he's just sitting alone at a table he's like yeah i worked here about 15 years ago and he's drinking a pitcher of beer to himself and it's like you know i mean i just you know i just knew rob so i got the job and i was fine you know you didn't you just kept it mellow keep people were whatever but one night this guy, he fucking socked a woman. So I took him down. When I took him down, I, my head landed like six inches from the bottom bar at like you know at the base yeah, of the yeah. bar where your feet are. It's like that would have been it. I would have been paralyzed. And for what? For just so I could hang out at a bar and say I'm a door guy. So I got out of there and I never looked back. Yeah. And I was like, this is my warning. This is my. <laughs> yeah. This is where it's just like, hey man, saying like taking a knife ain't worth fucking eighteen fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who, who worked in a bar and she she started as like a summer gig of like, oh, all right, I'm going to work at this bar for the summer and then I'll go back to school and blah, blah, blah. And she had like a moment of clarity one day where it was like she was like taking somebody's order and she looked across and saw one of the waitresses that's been there for like 30 years doing the same thing. And she's like, this is going to be my life if I don't leave here. Yeah. <laughs> and she like quit the next day. It's <laughs> like... Wow. All right. Yeah. You saw your future. You gotta, you gotta change that. But, but at least bartenders make good money. Like, yeah. Like not that money's the be all end all. Like, I, yeah. you know, but like, I mean, our, our like bar manager has, he's literally been at this bar for 30 years, Yeah. but he seems to like actually like it. And like, he, I don't know. I mean, it's probably unhealthy, but like, cause it's like, dude, I mean, do you want to be 60 years old? staying up till three in the morning and then sleeping in like yeah and i mean it's been kind of nice for me because i've just been overworking myself so i can just be like i don't have to take a long hard look at my life because i got a shift tomorrow and just bury it and work <laughs> yeah, yeah. So i'm like i've done the drinking thing how about we overwork yeah yeah that's uh and drink <laughs> that's always the weird thing about like those bartenders like because i know bartenders that i like facebook friends with from when i was 20 and now it's like oh you're like 60 and you like you don't have a retirement thing and it's like oh uh, this is this is dark now but i mean it can be but like you know i've also known ones that have gone from like that to like managing then starting their own restaurants and stuff like that so it was like oh okay there's there's a way out if you want it uh or yeah, I mean, way if, to transition if you're smart about like like Blake from good bar is a great example because he worked at a bar. I think he was the bar manager forever. And then like he left and opened up his own bar and now he's like yeah. crushing it over doing his own thing. And like, he's great. Fucking he's always like, I've got, you know, only good things to say about him. But like, 
than most bartender friends I have that I know. It's like they make really good money, but then they just blow all of it. And like, yeah. So like in terms of a savings or whatever, you know, and like not to be boring about, but it's like, dude, we're getting older and you can't just blow your check and then just be like 40 years old and be like, oh shit, I have nothing saved up and I don't want to work forever. Yeah. And that's what like, or I would just want to be able to afford pretty normal things. And I just being the age that I am, I'm starting to realize aging out of things that I, I thought I was still kind of cool. Like, not cool, but like acceptable to be in. I'm like, if I go out to a bar now, I'm like, I'm a 40 year old dude at a bar. Like, I'm 20 years older than like the majority of the people here. This is weird. I have to leave. And I like, feel that way working there. I'm like, yeah, is this odd? But um, you know, thankfully my lifestyle's made it seem so. I don't. I don't look as old as. Yeah, I, <laughs> I blend in. I can I'm, pass. I'm I'm passing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm cool. Hello, fellow youths. Hey, fellow teens. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I had a weird, uh, I got lightheaded the other day and I thought I was dying. And then I asked, uh, I went on, I did like a tele doctor visit over the phone and she's like, raise both arms, smile at me to make sure you're not having a stroke. <laughs> I was like, uh, am I doing it? Is it working? She's like, uh, yeah, you're fine. It's, you're probably fine. <laughs> you're probably fine. And I'm like, Love. I can't die young. And I'm like, I'm not that young. Yeah. I, uh, I forget if we've spoken about this, but like, um, I watched City Slickers recently, and like that movie's all about having a midlife crisis. Yeah, and I realized he's younger than me, <laughs> <laughs> like his age in that movie. Yeah. and granted, like the timeless Billy Crystal, yeah, thirty-four <laughs> in the eighties or nineties was a lot older, quote unquote, yeah. than it is now. Seemingly, like forty's the new twenty-five. That's true. <laughs> But 40s uh, when you have to start like getting your shit together. Yeah, now like, 40s when you start mountain biking and <laughs> yeah, start taking better health of yourself. Like yeah, maybe Burger King's not the best way to eat every every night. Speaking of which, Indian buffet today. <laughs> I mean Indian foods. We got that's healthy. I like to eat like somebody bet me I couldn't. But um, oh yeah, but that was also like kind of a moment of realization for me. It was like. Oh, I think Waylon's my midlife crisis. He was my Corvette. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, bringing him home. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that like the older I've gotten, I get way more impulsive in buying things where I'm like that little thrill you get from clicking purchase. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was like, Ooh, that's just a little enough. Retail therapy. Yeah. And, uh, if you want to get real, real, uh, uh, pathological with it and you start sending it back, you're like, Oh, this feels even better. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even. I'm want just drawing out the purchase process. Yeah. That's how you. That's how you bring down Amazon. Is just everybody starts ordering shit and just sending it all back. And yeah. It's like fuck. I don't know. It's like I know they're an evil corporation, but they've also made it so fucking easy to get anything that they it's have like, in heaven. I've noticed like. I just want this spatula that works <laughs> and I get it from Amazon. I can buy it 50 times from places on Amazon and it will break the next day. Cause it's all like, it's all third party garbage sellers. And they're like, well, this one's $7. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy the thing that I know is going to last me a month. Uh, so my need for Amazon slowly waning where I'm like, it's usually just for last minute things now where I'm like, well, I need this tomorrow, but. Yeah, well, the the amount of times that I've gone into an actual store for something I've seen online that they stay, say is in stock, and then I get there, and either like they don't have it or can't find it, and I'm like, see, this is why. This is why you just one-click purchase, and you have it. And yeah. Like, I, I mean, I definitely have gotten fucked. Like, I tried to order. I was like, I don't want to buy a whole new razor, like electric razor, so I'll just buy the replacement top part, and then I order it, and it's the wrong thing, and I'm like, how it was with windshield wipers for my car <laughs> i have six windshield wipers that don't fit my car in my car and you don't <laughs> because i get them and i forget to return them and they're like yeah the window closed sorry yeah they they figured out the, the right amount of time for the window yeah but yeah that whole i don't know just getting the things that like i just need something that works yeah don't and start first off system we need a system that works yeah Let's it's I bought something from Denmark the other day just because it was like the only thing that I could find that actually like 
fit what I needed. And I was like, all right, cool. This is awesome. But it's also took two weeks to get to me. I'm like, this is fucking madness. This is bullshit. How do people live like this? How does this? the postal service operate like this? This is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I need this now. I want it now. Um, yeah, well, speaking of things that work and not being cheap, uh, <laughs> uh, our old pal Ronnie got me a, a housewarming present. And she was like asking, she said, what do you need? What do you need for your house? Do you need a blender or a juicer? I'm like, I do not need a blue blender or a juicer, but thank you. And I was like, I'm like, you don't have to get me anything. This is, I feel weird. Yeah. And, but she's like, well, I'm going to. And I'm like, all right, well, I could use a cast iron uh, Dutch oven. Like I've kind of been eyeballing them for a minute. Yeah. And I figured, you know, lodge 35 bucks, something, you know, something like that. Yeah, and she sends it to me, and obviously Ronnie is, you know, together. She's a real adult. Yeah, real job, has a family. Yeah, and it shows up, and I'm like, this is really nice. I wonder, like, I'm fucking, that's how tacky I am. I'm like, I wonder what this costs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a hundred and forty dollar. I want to gauge like, how big my thank you needs to like, be. God damn, like, I yeah, I need to send a real nice thank you. But so Ronnie, if you're listening, big, real big <laughs> yeah, thank you. This but is also, it. <laughs> Uh, flowers are on the way as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man, we're 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 a nice blend of blue collar. These we're we're the new blue collar. Yeah. It's just like how? Oh, that's another thing. Is like I don't know that Vans is gonna renew our contract in August, so that's been a fun, like looming cloud. Like, yeah. Like, uh, and my bosses can somewhat can convinced that like <clears throat> uh she can farm us out to an agency that our the vans is currently working with oh yeah so they do that with design teams too where it's like we're getting an agency to replace you but we want to kind of move you into that because you already know the brand which would be fine it might i mean it might be a sign for me to move on but whatever it was like that's a, that's like my biggest check my biggest most consistent check so i'm just like but i, I need it right now I'm yeah like, like what am i gonna do go get a full-time job somewhere and just <laughs> rot away in a cubicle make me require me to be at a desk for eight hours a day fuck that it's like it's, but i mean maybe maybe that's the bridge i'm gonna have to jump soon but uh i think it'd be really funny if i ended up getting that same job through an agency and started making more money from them like, oh yeah so i'd be like ha huh. <laughs> So you can get raises. You just have to go back door. You just have to circumvent the system. Yeah. You just got to exploit the yeah. holes in the system. Yeah. I've done, I did that from my contractor agency. Um, like I made less taking the full-time job, but it was full-time, which makes sense. But like they, uh, they paid like so much because the agency or the whatever headhunting agency has to take their cut they're like oh man it's it's a huge boon to get you in full time because like we just saved a ton of money i was like why isn't any of that reflected in my pay yeah fuck you <laughs> they're like oh no it's just because that other pay is going to the the agency or whatever and it's like well fuck them Everybody's so that's gotta what you got to do you got to be the people that get the people that do the work yeah to do the work and just take a cut yeah do the fucking instead of getting fucked yeah right that's yeah. what that's what your forties are all about. <laughs> I'd like to do some fucking. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a rental property. It's time for me to start doing the fucking. Yeah, I wanna <laughs> listen. I, we got probably ten more years where Joshua Tree is gonna be a place where you're not just getting burnt to death every day. So yeah, maybe, maybe rent. Maybe do that. That's like where solar farm. Like maybe I just want to be a landlord. <laughs> Work. I'd be a good twenty-five one. to forty-five minutes a day. <laughs> Oh, like man. that's not a job. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say that. I'm a landlord. That's what I do. I uh, take care of it. If you were just buy. like openly, I'm a slumlord. I I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah. People want things fixed, and I say no. Yeah. Or worse, I say yes. You and can't then I contact never... me by email ever. <laughs> Only phone calls in person. I have a burner phone, <laughs> like a drug dealer, <laughs> yeah. and you can only text thirty oh. characters at a time. Uh, your pipes are leaking and filling up your uh, apartment. I'll call you on Monday. Oh, uh, that's what's fu like my buddy. I so we moved out of the cat ranch, and uh, my buddy moved in. And I like I was very honest. I was like, "All right, dude, there's cat orgies in the in the fucking 
carport and the driveway every night. There's the roof is caving in. The plumbing's fucked. I just told him all the like yeah. people piss on the side of our house pretty often. I've woken up to people smoking crack or shooting heroin like on the side of our house. He's like, "All right, I'm down." I'm like, is it that bad out there? <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, um, "I'm undeterred." Yeah. And, but in his defense, like he's he's more. I don't know. He I guess he had it negotiated where they they fixed the bathroom ceiling and I don't. He's fine. So yeah, we'll see. Let's we'll see how that develops. But definitely happy to be in a new spot and have beautiful in-unit laundry. Yeah, that's that's where another sign of my age coming up. You got laundry in your apartment? Dude, that was like the biggest because like it is significantly more to live here. But I was like, yeah, but man, not like. I mean, fucking, I woke up to Echo throwing up in the bed the other day, and I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go 12 feet to my beautiful I don't, I don't need used, fucking quarters. <laughs> used washing machine yeah. that I got in a weird part of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that for, uh, like, getting real, like, south on it, where instead of having the, like, the couch out on the lawn i just have a washing machine on my tiny little balcony oh yeah yeah yeah. oh i wonder probably not like it's my outdoor fucking washing room i kind of would be down for that just like just like if we could have our washing machines outside and just like build a little i don't know put it in a fucking can or whatever and like that'd be cool yeah but i mean it's fine where it is yeah we're s- I'm still in the process of unpacking, obviously. That's why it took fucking 45 <laughs> minutes to find all the bits and pieces of our, our studio here. You just got to find it once. That's that's the yeah. key. And, or do a little build-out back in the garage, Mark Marin style, like you said. Yeah. Uh, get some sure. It's just upgrade. Get, get Upgrade, put the investment in, and then deliver. Just week after week after week. If you're not doing it, you lose shit. I've lost my hubcap <laughs> and my birth certificate. This week, so <laughs> you know, both are varying success of failure. But I don't know how you lose one hubcap and not notice it unless someone steals it, which it's a plastic. I mean, hubcap. that one seems like I've had that happen where it's just like, well, there, that's gone, just like, pops off. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, everything. This is a world of atrophy, Sean. Everything's falling apart. So unless you're doing the the due diligence of making sure things are plugged in locked in tight like that's it, true it's a just a matter of time before it all falls apart i think it's a game of chicken where i'm like oh, let's just see what happens if i lose everything <laughs> <laughs> fuck it i don't there's even probably care. somebody living in the the roof above my apartment that's sneaking in and stealing shit God, but yeah you always have those moments i'm like is there somebody in here yeah i watched this uh internet video so take that for what it's worth um where this girl was sneaking in this guy's apartment and eating all his food and pissing in his sink <laughs> and so he's like what is this so what uh, continue so he had uh he got one of those like uh whatever cheap security cameras and she was coming out of the vent above his door like it doesn't even look like a human being could fit through there but she would come through go through his kitchen drink out of all of the stuff just not pouring in a cup or something just her fucking cave monster lips all over his food stuff <laughs> and then she just squats over the toilet or over the sink just starts peeing it's like wow all right this world's fucking crazy yeah for so first question what random bit of searching got you oh that? i didn't it was a served up i don't know i mean <laughs> maybe that says more about me but uh <laughs> you'll like this you're like you're right <laughs> You nailed it. Uh, we're Thank gonna, you, YouTube. We're going to take a swing on this one and see what he likes. Nah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the plus side of that story is that guy's made a lot of money selling videos of that girl peeing in his sink. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, joke's on you, I guess. Uh, you, you're you now on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. You just move the camera and it's a different situation. But, um, yeah, that's always terrifying. Oh, man. There's children under the stairs type of fucking Yeah. Thinking. I think about that because, like, um, not to out myself, but our windows don't close all the way. <laughs> Ooh, and, uh, like, I was walking the dogs and some, like, homeless people, like a guy, one of our my neighbors ran up and started yelling at them because they were, like, criddling in his, in his driveway or something. 
so he, he was like, get the fuck out of here if I see you again, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, homeless people, my side gate, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, should probably get these windows taken care of. Yeah, or just construct a home alone type of situation of broken ornaments underneath it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. I got it fixed. I mean, thankfully, we do have very anxious guard dogs here, but so I think that does help a bit. Yeah. And, I mean, really, there's not. Just I mean, go steal an ADT sign out of somebody's yard and put it in your front yard. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's enough. The, uh, uh, God damn it. The one-liner comic, long hair. Mitch Hedberg? Mi- yeah, the Mitch Hedberg security system. My security system is very dynamic. It is one sticker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I forgot he had that. <laughs> that exact same bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, well... We're moving on up, baby. We're back. Yeah. We're going to hit it harder than ever. Join us next December for our <laughs> next episode. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back. Uh we'll get the studio up and running. I'm going to f- speaking of farming out, uh maybe I'll make a studio and just farm out the studio in the garage. There you go. Come in. Passive income, baby. Yeah, 50 bucks here, 20 bucks here. Start just getting getting them checks. That Stacking checks, baby. <laughs> Stacking checks. Well, that's us. For, that's us. I think that's a good yeah, place. Yeah, we to did it. Snapping necks and cashing checks. Yep. A little bit of that. That's the dogs have uh, worked through their gnawing phase, which once the the recorder starts going, they just pull out all the toys. Yeah. Find the the most loudest of the toys to chomp upon. Then they get bored real mm-hmm. real quickly. And now they're just not not snoozing. unlike you, listener. Thanks for sticking <laughs> with us. Yeah, we'll see you in December. Yeah. <laughs> the quarterly podcast (laughs) night night cheers